a good. Quickly, quickly, open your Bibles, and, and, and I'm not sure how I'm going to fall into this, but we'll work it to Psalms 91. Psalms 91. I am reading from the KJV, and whatever translation you have, uh, you can read from that. Psalms 91, verse number one and verse number two. Ready? Read. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, and my God in him will I trust. One more time, same two verses. Ready? Read. He that dwelleth the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. I would say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him. Before you see it, turn to your neighbor, says neighbor. Say for the next hot moment. Say our theme, I am protected. You may, you may be, ah, I'm so glad that Reverend Levester is with us tonight, our Chief Levi, thank him. Now, I, I did uh, get a hold to our son and daughter and let them know that I was going to be borrowing their song title for my theme tonight. I am protected. So allow me to just talk a little bit, and then I'm gonna hit it and quit it and be on with it. So just allow me to talk a little bit. Let's take, take a walk together. And as far as the Psalms, it, it's derivative from the Septuagint, and the title of the Psalm, or what we call Salome, which is the plural, of Samos. Now, Samos in the Greek is translated from the Mismore, M-I-Z-M-O-R, the Mismore. The Mismore, which means a collection of songs. A quick footnote is when these words was translated for the Septuagint and later on became part of the New Testament narrative, if you did an etymological study, you'll find that it ran into a situation in the congregation of the early church. Stay with me, because it's not going to take me long to get there. On one hand side, the controversy became a two different interpolation and the application of that when it came to corporate service. When we look at Samos and Salome, the Salome suggests that it was a song that was sang in hymns accompanied by music. And it's easy to understand that because when we come together, my brothers and sisters, we can't have church unless we have music. But on the other hand, the Samos means songs. So when you look in the New Testament narrative and it says, come together, singing songs and hymn, we're talking about the Samos narrative. Now, these words are collectively 
brought together in the Hebrew text that we call Tehillims. Tehillims. And the plural is Tehillah. Now, when we look at this collectively, we find ourselves looking at Israel history while they were traveling and going through so many challenges. Out of all of the Psalms, Psalms 141 specifically is designated as a Tehillah. It's a song of praise that was accompanied with music and shouting and dancing. It was a Tehillah. I will exalt thee, my God, O King. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee. And I will praise thy name forevermore. Now, there's two times we ought to praise God, when we feel like it and when we don't. Our praise is not contingent on what he did or does. Our praise is in spite of. Don't make me work hard tonight. Brother been working all day. We praise him not for what he has done, but rather because of who he is. So when we understand, my brothers and sisters, that you were spoken from time into eternity, I wish I had time to work it, because before your great-great-great-great-grandmama got together with your great-great-great-granddaddy, you were in the mind of God. And you are an instrument of praise. So it doesn't matter what you're going through, it's how you go through it. Turn to your neighbor, says, neighbor, tell them I am protected. So we understand now the entire collection of the Tehillims, collection of the songs and that were sang by Israel during some of their most dark days and difficult challenges uh, during the time that they were found themselves in enemy territory. Now we embarked upon Psalm 91, become what somewhat problematic due to the fact that scholars disagree with the author of the psalm. Some strongly suggest that it was written by David as he was having this conversation with his son Solomon. Others says that, no, it was written by Moses. Well, what do you believe? Well, I hold that it was Mosaic, and I'll tell you why. Because if you read Psalms 90, and Moses cries out to God, and Psalms 91 is the answer to the prayer. So but whether you're from the Davidic school or from the Mosaic school, the truth of the matter, my brothers and sisters, this psalm is very relevant to today. In fact, right now, right now while I am standing behind this sacred desk. Ah, see, I want to go home and watch the debate. That's why I'm, I'm y'all excuse me. But anyway, so I forgot to record it, but I catch it on YouTube. But right now, I'm standing behind a sacred desk where Abenaki stood. Uh, this, 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 this is holy ground. Uh, and and, and you, got, you guys had uh, Donnie McClurkin up in here. There were so many people, I couldn't even get here. I went home. 
and Bishop Leroy Bailey. You had all type of heavy hitters sitting there, but God set this man and this woman as the overseers of this house. So when I stand here, ah, I feel like I'm protected. I'm protected because I'm on the legacy. Because listen, I, 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 I must take my time. I'll catch you late. Listen, because I want to throw this out here. I really want to throw this out here because what some of you do not know or may, might not know, I was here then. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, I can talk about y'all because, see, I, I'm not your pastor, so I can get away with it. Because, see, not, not you folks that are here, but there were some that didn't want Bishop here. We'll see him in glory. But there were some that didn't want Bishop here. And, 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 and I remember, man of God, I, re, I remember a, a prophetess who prophetically spoke and said, For thus saith the Lord, called her Mother Watts, but she spoke prophetically, said, this is the house that God called you to. And with all of the oppositional force that came against this man of God, 25-year-old seminary, want to come here and do what God called him to do, and so many people was rising up against him, I came to let you know that the reason he had 34 years, because he's protected. Ah. You have to understand when the hand of God is on your life. Ah. Let, let me stay, let me stick with let me stick with it now. I just had to get that out there because see, I was here back when. And the reason I know so much, because some of y'all were whispering in my ear. But see, you didn't know how close I was with Bishop. So you better be cautious and careful. Ah, let me keep it moving. So, even here tonight, we're facing global crisis. Wars and rumors of wars. Last week, Trump pulled the American soldier back from the front line in northern Syria as the Kurdish fighters along with the American soldier was fighting to keep ISIS intact. Pull them back just off of a whim. And now the American soldier had to watch them be slaughtered and massacred. Yeah, yeah. We're facing and dealing with plagues and pestilence. We just had the E. coli virus that broke out in the state of Connecticut a month or so ago. We're constantly on the threat of nuclear war in North Korea. Autocrats and tyrants and dictators and corrupt politicians are leading the way. A world changing so rapidly that it makes our heads spin, my brothers and sisters. And hosts of other problems. Those who are facing financial challenges, challenges, others that are fearful of losing their jobs or even finding a job in this high-tech society now which we now live. Children going astray, the opioid epidemic, mental, emotional, and physical challenges, death of loved ones, people are dropping and dying. And if, we don't, if we're not careful, my brothers and sisters, we would lose our spiritual equilibrium and become prey to the situations and the circumstances. 
There is a need for you and I tonight to be best, to have the assurance to know beyond a shadow of a doubt down in our soul that not only does God love us, but he will take care of his own. Yes, my brothers and sisters, God will sustain you. He will keep you in your darkest hours. So this is the message of hope. This is what we need to tell our brothers and sisters and, and our loved ones, that no matter how dark the night, weeping may endure, but God for night, but joy coming in the morning. So no matter how dark the day or how dark or horrific the night might be, you need to shout, I am uh, protected. Now quickly, 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 let me just go through a little backdrop here about the Tehillims, the Tehillims. Um, as they represent the Torah, and I was here on last week, Tuesday, and we had the candidates that were being elevated, and you guys talked about the Pentateuch, or the Torah, the first five books that was written by uh, Mo uh, Moses was the author of it. So the first book, see, when, when we have to look at it now, there are five divisions in the Tehillims. And, and the first book of, of the Tehillim is from book one to book 41. It's what we call the Genesis book. Okay, this deals with man's relationship with God. And then we pick up book two, it's 42 through 72. That's the Exodus book concerning the nation of Israel. We're going somewhere together. The third book is from Psalm 73 to 89, which deal with the book of Leviticus concerning the sanctuary and temple worship. The fourth book, Psalm 90 to 106, is, is, is number book concerning Israel and the Gentile nation, the two becoming one. And finally, the fifth book, Psalm 107 to 150, the Deuteronomy book concerning God and his word. There are 21 Messianic Psalms. By Messianic, we mean Psalms that related to the Hamashiach or the Messiah. Don't ask me what they are because I'm not going to take the time to tell you. But there are 21. And, and these psalms dealt with the prophetic perspective view of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. It talked about his deity, his birth, his hypostatic union, his person, his life, his, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension back to glory. It talks about his victory over death held in the grave, the millennium kingdom and in, in, in the reign and rule of him on planet earth. And let me just put this in quickly as a sidebar note. Always remember that you have dual citizenship. We are called ambassadors. An ambassador represents another country. Though we're here, we're seated together with him in heavenly places. <sighs> Let me just work this little part. This is sidebar notes, not even in the text. But let me just work this real quick. If you really understood what I just said, because see, when we were young growing up, Bishop, we, we kept putting Satan in hell, in hell. Satan is not in hell. He is the prince and power of the air. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 said he has principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, and the heavenly. If I had time to flip you over to Job chapter 1, verse 6, Job chapter 2, verse 1, I show you that when the angels of God gathered together, he was right there in the midst. And if I had time to really work that, so whenever you come together, expect the devil to be right there where you are. But anyway, that's another time, another teaching. 
And I said all that to simply say that the reason you're seated together with him in heavenly places, because the heavenly places, if we had time to back it up to Ephesians 1, 18 through 19, is far above principalities and power. Now, why do I do this to myself, Jesus? <laughs> Understanding there's a difference between power and authority. Audunimus and exousia, some says exousia, exousia. Power is inherent. In other words, when you got born again, you took on God's DNA. That's power. But authority is dedicated. Ah, let me work it real quick. If you had a police officer standing out there directing traffic, here come a 30-ton, fully loaded, big 18 rig, 18-wheeler rig, and this little bunny, Pfeiffer little cop come walking out and hold up his hand, and that big rig start downshifting, and those air brakes start shifting, that rig start shaking, why? The, the, the police officer does not have power over the vehicle, but he has authority. Don't miss it now. So whenever you hold up your hand and tell the devil enough is enough, it is not you that's telling him to get up out of here, but it's the one that's backing you up. Somebody ought to holler, I am protected. Ah, uh, let, 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 uh, let me find a place to hit it and get out of here. Um, there are many authors of the Tehillims. David suggestly wrote 73, Asap wrote 12, Korah wrote 9, Solomon 3, Ethan wrote 1, and Moses perhaps 2 or more. Now, because personally I have chosen this text to be that of the Mosaic order and the narrative thereof, and we're going to take a quick look at the text and I'll be out of here. The first thing we understand, I say, he that dwelleth that wants to stay in the presence of God. See, we are so quick today. We, we have this popcorn mentality. We want God to come and show up when we call him. Uh, we don't want to wait on the Lord no more. But to do well, you have to hang out there. You cannot, you cannot know someone if you're not willing to spend time with them. The, the law first mentioned in Genesis when God called Adam, Adam, it was in the cool of the day. The cool of the day was a set time. There should be a set time that you spend time with God. Watch this now. Wherever your time is spent, that's where your heart is at. So he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High would abide in the shadows of the Almighty. Let's quickly break this down and I'm going to hit it quick and get on with it. One thing we find out, that there are four names that are mentioned in these two verses. First of all, it speaks about the Most High, El Elyon. This is how God revealed himself to Abraham. Why do I do this? 
El Elyon means that he owns everything. And God says to Abraham, I'm going to change your name from Abram to Abram El Elyon. If thou be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed, that the blessings of Abraham may come upon the Gentiles. Did you catch it? So if he owned everything, and he is connected with God, and God owns everything, and we are his descendants, okay, we'll work that another time. So that's the first name. Then the second name is El Shaddai, God Almighty. Uh, then the third name, you might see it written as Y-H-V-H, is Yahweh. That's the Lord Adonai. And then finally, Jehovah. So quickly, uh, for those of you who are elevating, let's take a look at this. The first principal point that we want to extrapolate from the text, tell your neighbor, says, neighbor, neighbor. say, I am protected in the secret place. The secret place of El Elyon. The reason I am protected because I have a secret place, a place where I can go, a place where I can dwell, a place where I can get away from the madness of life. When we think about El Elyon, we're talking about the most high God, the exalted God, his majesty, the splendaciousness of who he is. When we talk about El Elyon, we can say nobody is greater. I searched all over the heights of the heavens and the depths of the earth, and I found that nobody is greater than El Elyon. I am protected. Ah, I have a secret place. It is not a man cave. But it's a place where you spend time with God. So in the midst of your trial, the midst of your trouble and your tribulations, your trust, your tests, and your trepidation. You have to understand that El Elyon got your back. That you're part of something greater than yourself. Secondly, tell your neighbors his neighbor. Say, I am protected by his sovereign power. Under the shadows. Oh my God under the shadows of El Shaddai. Now, since I have used this as a mosaic text, remember now that when God got ready to lead Israel out of Egypt, they were there for a total of 430 years in slavery for 156 years. And all the way for you get from the 430 to 156, you have to do some math. I'm not gonna do the math for you today. But 156 years, they was working as slave. And the way God led them out, we called it Shekinah, but the Shekinah glory. It was a cloud. You have to remember they traveled across the desert. And they traveled under the shadow of the cloud. In other words, when life gets hot, when situations and circumstances turn up, when you're about ready to throw in the towel, you can go underneath the shadow of El Shaddai 
and find a place of rest and refuge. Now watch this now, under his shadow. Just think about this now, that they was under the shadow and the shadow protect them from the heat of the day. And then the shadow would descend or the cloud would descend at night and become a firewall around the entire camp. So the ferocious beasts and animals could not get to Israel because they were protected by El Shaddai. Now, let, 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 me, let me bring you here for where we live. We like to shout about where God brought us through, but sometimes we need to thank him for what he kept us from. Have you ever went to do something that you know you had no business doing, but you couldn't do it because all of a sudden everything fell apart? Because you was under the shadows of the Almighty. There are some folks who went through half is what you've been through, and they don't lost their mind, and you still hear clothes in your right. Yeah. I just want to talk to you a little bit. And, and, and the reason, and the reason, and the reason, and the reason your boys got mad and you left because they had some bad dope. See, you getting mad and leaving was part of the setup. Because see, some of them have not recovered yet from what they did. And you still here smiling. So you ought to thank God for what he kept you from. Not just what he brought you through, but where he kept you from. The stuff that you could not do because you was under the shadows of the Almighty. And some of you wonder how come you're waking up in the middle of the night? It's because the hand of the Lord oh, is upon you. Somebody, how I am protected. So, so let's move it. Let's move it real quickly now. So we're in his secret place, and we're under his sovereign power, else should I. And the thirdly, now I'm protected, watch this now, because I'm surrounded by his presence. Oh, God. There's an understanding, my brothers and sisters, that he's with us, and he's in us, and he's upon us. He's with us as our GPS. He's in us to keep us on the straight and narrow. And he's upon us to give us dunamis power. So, so he is there all the time. You don't just take Jesus and leave him outside the door and go behind the door and do what you, no, 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 that's not how it works. He's right there all of the time. Behold, the eyes of the Lord is in every place, beholding the good and the evil. But we are surrounded with him. And this is what we picked up the Yahweh-Vahe. And we are surrounded by Adonai. He wants you to understand who he is. But watch this now. God is outside of our sensual perception. I know we say I can feel him in my hand. I can feel him in my feet. I can feel him. All. No, 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 no. That might be something you ate, but that ain't God. God is outside of our sensual perception. The only way we can know God is through revelation. He must be revealed. Now, hit it, Burns. Watch this now. This is why corporate fellowship is so important. Because each one of us 
have an innate revelation of who he is. So you bring your revelation to the table, my brother bring his revelation to the table, my sister bring her revelation to the table, and we begin to get a glimpse of who he is. So when we talk about the compound names of God, whether we say he El Shaddai, El Elyon, Jehovah Jireh, Tishkenu, uh, uh, Jehovah Shalom, Rapha, Rohi, those are just names that was revealed to different ones at certain times. But do you know who he is? Do you really know who he is? But in order to know him, he must be revealed. Ah, Peter, who do you say that I am? Thou art the Christ. You are the anointed one with his anointing. And what did Jesus say? Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my Father which is in heaven. So Christ must be revealed. If I had time to flip us over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, verse 8 through 16, which I won't, but I pick up at verse 9 and 10. I have not seen, ear have not heard, neither has it entered the heart of men the things that God prepared for them but the conjunction called, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. So we have to understand, my brothers and sisters, we are surrounded by his presence. And this is why you need to treat your brothers and sisters with the utmost respect. Paul says, because we fail to discern one another, we fail to discern that we're part of the body. Now, it doesn't matter what's at the end of your denominational name is, you're still part of the body. So instead of us picking up mud and throwing it at each other, let's come together in corporate worship and fellowship and we we'll realize and understand that though you may have come from a different upbringing, a background, you're still my brother and you're still my sister. That same Jesus that hung on the cross for you, he hung on the cross for me. So you got to be careful. The next time you think that you want to say something negative, about a brother or sister, you might be speaking about the Lord. And then finally, finally, uh, not only my brothers and sisters are uh, we are protected because we're in the secret place and under the sovereign power surrounded by his presence. Notice what it says, that he is uh, the source of my protection. Jesus is the source of my protection. He that dwelleth uh, in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. For I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. My God in Him would I trust because He is the source of my protection. And a thousand could fall by my left side and 10,000 by my right. Uh, but it shall not come my, nigh my dwelling. So what does that mean? Reverend, I'm glad you asked the question. We're looking at 34 years uh, that Shiloh has been standing. You had major corporation that are going under. You had airlines that have shut down. I used to go to Sears, but Sears, are not there no more. 
I used to shop at Caldor's, but Caldor is gone. Uh, Bradley is not here no longer, uh, but over the 34 years, uh, I can say that I am, uh, I am protected because if I can look up, I can get up. The Lord is my refuge and my strength. He is the source of my provision. And I heard the psalmist say, uh, though the Lord my God, he will watch over me. He said that when my enemy will come upon me to eat of my flesh, are they going to stumble and fall? Though a host will rise against me, in this will I be confident because he will hide me in the cliff of the rock. Hide me, O oh great Jehovah. So when my enemy will come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a stand against him. I am protected. I'm so glad. Yea, though I walk through the valley, can I preach like I feel it? Of shadows of death, I feel no evil. Jehovah is with me. El Elyon got my back. Jehovah Tishkenu, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Ristu, he's with me, he's by my side. I am protected. Let the naysayers say what they will or say what they might. But one thing I know, if God be for us, who then can be against us? So the next time somebody asks you, how did you make it? How did you go through? How come you're still standing? Just tell them he or she that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the wings, shall abide under the shadow, shall abide under the covering of the Almighty. I'm so glad that we serve a right now God. You can call him, he's always there. I am protected. So when I'm driving down the road, I don't care about the left side. I'm not worried about the right. He sent his angels before me. They watch over me. They'll keep me in my way in the midnight hour. Living by the airport, I'm not worried about a plane falling out of the air. I am protected. You can't be there 24-7 with your son and your daughter. Turn them over to Jesus. Turn them over to Jesus. And watch what God does. He will bring them out. He will take that dope son and turn him into a deliverer. He would take that prostituted daughter and turn her into a prophet because the power of Almighty God. I feel like having a fit up here because I'm protected 34 years. Bishop, continue on. Continue to stand. Lift up this word. If nobody want to live it, lift up that word. I'm protected by the power of the word. Now unto him uh, 
who's able to keep us from falling. 